Let's broaden our minds. Lawrence? going on everybody what's cracking how you feel how you feel how you feel man i tell you this is such a trial run i don't even have a clever name for this yet i, th I think i'm just i'm going with the pulse right now at the moment because that's exactly what this is one beat living on a prayer uh, by limited popular demand i've been asked to do a podcast so let's get to this whirl i want to cover a few topics um, the rookie class the quarterbacks over and under on some of the vets next year but I know I get a little winded sometimes, so we're going to keep this first one short and sweet on the first go-around. I was going to cover the Eastern Conference Finals, but we'll hit that at another date. Two of my more encouraging friends over time, one I've known essentially my whole life, the other feels about the same. He's even who I refer to as my accountant. Always sounds a little more professional, I think, in my mind to call it an accountant than my bookie, so we like to stick with accountant. But hey, Supreme Court, I don't even have to worry about any confliction of that anymore, man. So, hey, big win on Capitol Hill. But yeah, I wanted to show a little love to the brotherhood. So, skip and sizzle, here you go. For my first feature, I figured we'd start in the NFL. And no better place to start at the moment than the highest paid man in the game, Matt Ryan. So, Matt Ryan, the Iceman, the former number three overall pick out of Boston College in 2008, the signal caller for the Atlanta Falcons, and now the highest paid man in pro football. Matt Ryan's been in a lot of headlines here lately over his contract, for good reason. The man just got paid. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of national headlines debating, you know, if he's been overpaid. I said that's to be the franchise quarterback for Atlanta. Seems to be a similar buzz around the state of Georgia. And, you know, I, right now, I currently, I live in beautiful Savannah, Georgia. I hear whispers from time to time. Um, no level of Varus. I'm no master of whispers. More like a street rat, you know, a Latin, diamond in the rough. But, man, I tell you, I cannot go to a bar on Sundays to go watch the NFL, catch a Falcons game in the corner, and if they happen to be losing, you, I can't avoid hearing 50 shades of hate towards number two. And you go, and you've always got the one guy, you know, in the silent room. I said, like, show us your rack. He's like, Vic, bro. Before I shine some light on this topic on a few things, I mentioned living in Savannah. So let me clear up a few things on my hometown bias real quick. In my home, there's currently a black and blue keep pounding flag from the 2015 NFC Championship team. A number one, a number 89, and a number 59 jersey hanging up in my closet and there's numerous pictures with my brother and family outside of what I like to call the BOA, most referred to as the vault, and that's Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. One of the most beautiful outdoor stadium settings in all of pro football. May that never change. That's looking at you, new ownership. So when I state my opinion on the Atlanta Falcons organization, and I tell you it's from an unbiased and outside perspective, you know, like Paul Pierce in the booth, I spit the truth. So let's start with the actual contract. 150 million over five years, 100 million guaranteed, 30 mil a season. While it's the largest contract to date, 
Let's look at this in comparison. Ballpark it. Kirk Cousins, $28 million a year. Jimmy Garoppolo, 27 and a half. Stafford, 27. Derek Carr, 25. Outside of Stafford, what do all those quarterbacks have in common? They're largely unproven. They're risks at the end of the day. The quarterback position in the NFL is just looked at in one way. You either have a franchise quarterback or you don't. And if you don't have one, it's a high-risk, high-reward approach to try to find somebody who can fill that void. Unless you can strike gold in the draft, I mean, it's, it's the most important position in all sports, guys. It is what it is. And let me cut off some of Eagles Nation and those who are, una- who are unaware and didn't hear me um, when I say this and want to tell me that, you know, you don't need a franchise quarterback to win a Super Bowl via la Nick Foles. When your franchise quarterback is on a rookie contract like Carson, you can afford talent around him. Stack your team. Rams are doing the same thing with golf in L.A. When they are off the rookie scale, you got to pay to play the game. And let's look at this contract one more other side here, too. Let me bring you another example in here. Drew Brees, the bad man on the, down on the bayou. You know, look at him last year, balled out, just got himself a new deal, too. We just stated Matt Ryan's making $30 million a year. Drew Brees next year, two years, $50 million contract. Guess what? $25 million a year. Five mil difference. And Drew Brees is, what, 38, going on 39? Matt Ryan just signed a five-year deal, and he's 33 years old. Matt Ryan, again, he is in his prime. Let's even look at some accolades now to show, show what we're talking about here. Let's go ahead and start with last year, too, on top of it, since it's fresh in everybody's heads. He had, let's see here, ups and downs. He had ups and downs in 2016, but hell, any MVP will tell you the following year is the toughest. Everyone seems to forget he lost his OC. Kyle Shanahan, who had the number one offense in the league, got paid, and look what happened. You know, he got paid, took his talents to the Bay Area. You know, it's hard to replace a guy like that. And let's see here. I said stat-wise. I said before we even get to the stats, we'll see what Matt Ryan's stats are. I said, you know one thing that I bet you that Matt Ryan probably did lead stats in last year. Uh, one that I noticed, I said it had to be lead the league in what was wide receiver bobbled receptions that led to tip balls in the air for interceptions. I'd love somebody to go find that stat for me because I guarantee you, I said he probably led the league in that. And every quarterback will tell you that is the most hated and frustrating interception that can be thrown. But here's some numbers for you on Matt Ryan. Let's see here. Four-time Pro Bowler, MVP, most wins in his first five years, tied with Russell Wilson, fastest of 4,000 yards, you know, career QBR percentage of 93.4. League records, let's see, currently the most wins, first 8-0 quarterback, 8-0 start for quarterback in the Atlanta Falcons history. Uh, pro football reference has him listed as with 26 officially as far as fourth quarter comebacks. He's the fastest to it in a 10-year career, passing the great Dan Marino. And 26, he, he's well on his way to passing, you know, the badged man, Peyton Manning, as with the all-time record of 43. I mean, that's, that's a class to be in right there. Let's, uh, let's even go further. Let's go to the playoffs. Yeah, Matt Ryan, career numbers. This is probably regular season maybe combined, I would imagine, total. It's a 93.4 QBR two touchdown to one ratio as far as touchdown to interceptions. Playoffs, although he is four and six, it's hard to win in the playoffs, everyone will tell you. Uh, his numbers only go up. QBR percentage is 100.3. Touchdowns, 20. Interceptions, seven. That's closer to a three to one ratio. Completion percentage, let's go there. The most important thing for a quarterback. 
we'll get on rookie quarterbacks again here soon. But let me tell you, the most important thing at every level that gets up higher and more difficult as you rise up is completion percentage. Can you throw in between a small window with a bunch of talented guys around you ready to put you on a highlight reel? It's the most important thing a quarterback can do. Uh, completion percentage for season, 64.9. Playoffs, 67.5. Matt Ryan, and that, that is clutch personified right there, guys. He only gets better. I said he's Mr. Fourth Quarter, as we just mentioned earlier. I mean, that has ice in the veins. Pop culture reference. Did we mention his nickname? Hell, he's even got a good nickname. Matty Ice. Magnificent. Straight out of the book of Manning right there, man. Marketing, baby. There's not a liquor store near Athens or another college campus in Georgia that doesn't have to probably keep a certain particular selection of beer on deck to keep the local fans happy, man. And like we said, he earned his nickname. Look at those names we mentioned earlier. When you're Dan the Man in Miami, you know, that's big baller status. When you're the sheriff, the law, you know, not even of Indianapolis, the league, you know, that's big baller status. Matty Ice, the Ice Man. You know, that's big baller status. Matt Ryan's earned his keep. And you know, I did mention that particular slogan for a reason because, you know what, while we're on the subject, those guys, they didn't have to whore out their children for the, their own rise to fame. They did it themselves. I said they just produced and did themselves. Now, for those of you who still want more than stats, you know, let me leave you with this closing analogy. Often in our sports franchises, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dallas Cowboys, the Steelers, Lakers, they have a certain adaptive characteristic in which they inherit and humanize the culture of the city in which they reside, similar to terroir with wine. Sometimes in sports, these can be slogans, mottos, for some even more, and sometimes they can even develop out of thin air. In the Carolinas, we have a motto that is truly developed into a lifestyle, and that's keep pounding. The words of the late and great Sam Mills, may he forever rest in peace. In the fall of 2003, while battling intestinal cancer, a time in which Sam Mills was told he had three months left to live, he addressed the Carolina Panthers one last time formally, and he stated, When I found out I had cancer, there were two things I could do. Quit or keep pounding. I'm a fighter. I kept pounding. You're a fighter too. Keep pounding. That same afternoon, while trailing in the fourth quarter, the Panthers, they blocked a field goal against the Buccaneers to escape the jaws of defeat and send the game into overtime, a game in which they would go on to win. That season was the first Super Bowl run in the history of the Carolina franchise, and they played in their first Super Bowl that February of 2004. And Sam Mills, he passed in April of 2005. That day in September of 2003, Keith Pounding was born. These words have withstood the test of time in Panther Nation. It has even led to future stars like Thomas Davis to take the same motto and bring it to life. Three-time Pro Bowler, All-Pro, Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, 15-year career throughout three ACL tears. One's enough to end a normal human being. The man has been nothing but the living Iron Man for us in Carolina. In 2015, during the NFC Championship game in which he broke his arm against Arizona, so while we were routing the Cardinals on our way to our second Super Bowl appearance, when asked about his injury, Thomas Davis only laughed when asked if he would be out for the Super Bowl. Ten days in, he goes and has surgery, soft cast, straps it up, 58s on the field. Thomas Davis, he's the living definition of keep pounding. We will come back to him at another later date. Shifting to Atlanta, you had Michael Vick for a good run. He was sufficient, successful to your franchise. 
And, you know, don't get it twisted. I saw number seven. We all did. There's a reason Vic is still considered the second greatest player of all time in video game lore outside of Bo Jackson and Tech Mobile. The Southpaw, Michael Vick, he knew how to put on a show. I'll say this, the Atlanta Falcons never had to pump in fake crowd noise in the Dirty Dome when number seven was under center. That's facts. But when the lights went out in Georgia and the Dirty Dome, Vic had to trade in that red and black for the County Blues. Where did that leave Atlanta? While the rest of the NFC South jumped at the opportunity, they could only smile as they saw the Atlanta Falcons quickly fall from serious contention. Not Atlanta, shoot, they didn't even fall. They you know, dropped like an anchor out on the league, you know, closer to ashes than even the soil. But then came the number three overall pick in 2008, the kid from Boston College with the lofty expectations to hopefully resurrect the franchise, preceding Michael Vick, you know, tough shoes to fill. And despite the odds, Atlanta found the spark. I now shift you to a wonderful scene from the great Christopher Nolan trilogy of The Dark Knight, a scene in which we do see in the final conversations with Bane, his fellow mercenary trenchmen, you know, famously, right before he secures safe passage from a burning plane, you know, the crony looks over at Bane and says, you know, we started the fire? Yes, and the fire rises. Not only has Matty Ice cleaned up the black eye image that was haunting the Atlanta franchise, He's went on to do two things that Michael Vick never did, and that's go to the ship and win the MVP. Dirty Birds, the slogan you claim is rise up, and no other person individually is more responsible from taking you from the ashes, lighting the spark to the fire, and making that flame rise up like Matt Ryan. So again, Dirty Birds, remember, when you want to throw shade at number two, just remember, you know, Matt Ryan left the field in the Super Bowl against New England with the lead. That all-time debacle didn't fall on Mr. Freeze. You want to improve next year? Look at your defense and keep number two standing up. This will conclude my inaugural podcast. Um, for everyone out there, I would like to thank in the audience all the five to seven people who are listening and you know sitting through this launch. Uh, hit me up anytime, IME, you know, for kicks. Um, next topic, we'll see where I want to go from there. Like I said, Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe we'll even do a little story time. One of the one of the topics is everybody close to home likes to always wonder about me, how I became a Duke fan. And as well, I know it's Tuesday, but happy Mother's Day weekend to all the moms out there. Mom, happy Mother's Day. Love you. You all certainly put up a lot from all of us. You are all truly special women. And for the rest of you listening, always remember, it's not who we are underneath, but what we do that defines us. Heartbreaker out. I've got the looks that drives the girls wild. I've got the moves.